Hello and welcome to the Women's Words podcast. I'm your host Gabs. I created this show with the sole purpose to give amazing ladies the opportunity to share their journeys and experiences on a whole range of different topics that I still feel are not given enough support, awareness and education. We'll be keeping it raw and unfiltered by getting down to the nitty gritty, discussing everything from women's health conditions to chronic illnesses, body positivity, mental health and much more. I hope you all enjoy. Welcome to episode two of Women's Words podcast. Joining me today is the lovely Liv of Self Love Liv. Hey, how's it going? Hi, hi Liv. So we've just been having a little pre-natter, so we thought we better get started. So yeah. we've got some uh, material. We've got some good, good material. Exactly, that's the word I was looking for. Um, but for those of you that don't know who Liv is, um, if you're on Instagram and you don't follow Liv, you should be following her. She's hilarious. She's a massive advocate for mental health, body positivity, self love, and my absolute favorite of all, not giving a fuck. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's that's the best part of life, isn't it? Absolutely. But if you just if you just want to let everyone know a little bit about yourself, oh, you know what? I absolutely fucking hate this question because I always I I come across so boring. I'm like, hi, I'm Liv. I'm 27. I don't do anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, no one's doing anything at the moment. Even so... before that, I wasn't doing anything. Even but before I mean... down. So let me let me uh, narrow down the questions. What's what's your favourite hobby? Um, napping. Napping. I mean, everyone loves a good nap, don't they? It's uh, I'm the queen of naps. The queen of naps. Do, do you know what? I I love a nap, but if I nap during the day, I don't sleep at night. See, I can. I don't know how, but I can sleep just fine. It's like a it's like a a weird superhero thing. It's crazy, isn't it? Um. But let's scratch that question off maybe then because it is it is a bit like general. So obviously I found you through social media, through yep. Instagram. And like I was saying to you, OG follower, followed you for a very long time. Oh, Absolutely gee. love your page. Oh, gee. What was the inspiration for starting Self Love Live? So I literally started the account purely as a diary for my own mental health. Mm-hmm. And the first post did really well. I was like, this is a bit weird. I've got 300 followers, all my friends from school. Like, mm. oh, what's going on? I don't, I don't understand. This is a bit weird. So I did another one and another one. And then eventually it just kind of grew from there. And then now I'm on 127,000 people, which is mental. It's and crazy. But I mean, so your mental. content is amazing, though. Thank you. It's hilarious. I mean, I'm constantly showing my other half and he loves it. And you're just so confident. Yeah. And I think it's so inspiring. Have you have you always been this confident or is it has something that's grown with the account? Oh, my God. I, I was literally a shy little lamb when I was younger. And since this account has started, I've become like this confident, badass bitch and it's just I mean there are some days where I feel a bit like a little lamb once again but overall I just don't care anymore I'm 28 in two weeks I just don't care you know I think that happens though is it I'm I'm 28 as well and I feel like the older you get with your 20s and creeping up to the 30s you kind of feel like 
I don't give a shit. I don't need to have a full face all the time. I don't need to have my spots covered. I don't need to be looking all fleeky and shit. Yeah. And do you know what's really nice though? Because I, I follow you and there's like another, like a group of people that I follow and they're all kind of just so real. They're not always having filters on their stories or on their pictures and they're coming on their stories without any makeup on and they're not kind of your normal box of how somebody should look and those are the people that I want to follow and I want to see on my feed exactly I feel like there's such a craving now for authenticity and just a bit of real life yeah and I love it and I mean some of the things like when I I had an account before and it would always pop up with lots of celebrities who would have a lot of filters and edit a lot and obviously each to their own what they want to do with their social media um but it wasn't making me feel good like this this isn't real life um it's not achievable it's not everyday life I want to see people that are just living their best lives or having a bad day and can tell everyone about that and that's why I love your page is that you get all the good bits you get all the funny bits you get all the fashion stuff but you also get the raw and real life issues because I know you suffer with mental health conditions and you're very very open about that so um if you just want to explain a little bit about that for people that don't follow your account or aren't too sure what it is that you um suffer with mental illness wise yeah of course so I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder when I was 18 having spent the last four years so from 14 to 18 I was bulimic, I was self-harming, I was depressed. It wasn't until I was 18 I got a diagnosis of bipolar disorder. I'm now on medication, I do therapy. And I feel like I've, I've turned a bit of a corner since the girl I was when I was 14. I feel like it's so taboo, mental health is. Yeah, Even to this I, day, totally agree. I remember back when I was 15, and you're probably the same as me, there was no celebrity talking about mental health or no um, mental no. health advocates online. It was so taboo. No one spoke about it until literally a couple of years ago, I'd say. I completely agree. And I find that with with a lot of things with mental health, like when, when we were at school, I don't remember anything. Oh, there was nothing. Any topics no. about mental health at all. Um, and even as I got older in like workplaces and stuff as yep, well, yep. because it affects you in every aspect of your life. Absolutely. And this is this is part of the reason why I started this podcast, because there's so many issues, I think, specifically linked to women as well that are so taboo. And if you are a woman, it's kind of considered like you shouldn't talk about it. You should just get on with it and all of these different things and yeah did you find when you went to the doctors and you were trying to get this diagnosis was it difficult was it quite straightforward what was the journey with that when I when I was 18 I first made the appointment well my mum made the appointment for me because I was like I was too ill to even think about what I was doing the first Mm. initial appointment was actually really good because I just cried and like she, she this poor doctor was like you know, looking at me like I was absolutely insane. And I'm going, I'm really sad. <laughs> and she's like, um, she's doing whatever she can to make me feel better. And so she refers me to a local hospital by me. I've been going there ever since. And I think they're fantastic. Like, I honestly credit to the NHS because without the NHS, I would not be here today. That's amazing. And it's it's nice to hear what a good experience you've had. Yes, yeah, there's so many negative you do ones. Hear, 
in in it is obviously such um it's such a sensitive subject for people and yeah. it can be very difficult if you do go and try and get help and you're not getting the help that you need or it's a very long process so um is there any tips that you could give to people who are going through any mental health issues or trying to get any diagnoses is is there anything that you can recommend for trying to get a diagnosis or how you cope with having a mental illness absolutely so my first tip if you're going to the doctors is never take no for an answer so if they say to you like oh no we don't we don't think you're real or this if you know in your hand of heart that you're not doing very well fight for your mental health fight for your right to have good health and good help for your mental health um because as many times I've been to certain doctors and they've just kind of shunned me off and have just like, you know, oh, she's just being dramatic. Oh, she's just being, she's because of her period. I'm like, no, I'm having oh. suicidal thoughts. This is not just my period. This is, this is, this is more severe. So mm. I'd say fight for it, you know. And so many people think, well, if the doctor says I'm not ill, then I can't be ill. But it's like, if you know your body and yeah. you know your mind, then you know that you're not well and it's time to fight yeah. for that yeah I totally agree with that here here absolutely <laughs> and obviously you've said that you you've been going to the same hospital um you're on medication and you have therapy are those are those the best things in terms of helping with your mental illness is there anything that you do kind of at home do you have any kind of routines or rituals that you do to help yourself so I'm a strong advocate for talking about it. Say if I'm having a really bad day, I'm just like, I feel like bottling it all up. I'll just go to my boyfriend, like, I'm having a crap day. Can I talk to you about it? Because honestly, like, if you bottle things up inside, you don't get anywhere. You just, you just make yourself more ill and more ill. If you talk about it, they always say, like, a problem shared is a problem halved. And so true. Because in that moment, yeah. you're not thinking rationally. So to talk to someone who is thinking rationally, for them to say, you know what, you need a bit extra help. Let, let's, let, let, me, let me walk you through this. You know, and also, like, you don't have to fight this alone. You don't yeah, have to deal with true. it alone. Like, you, you are allowed to say... I'm not doing okay, that's absolutely fine. We shouldn't have this notion of toxic positivity where we should be like good vibes only and, and be happy all the time and smile. Like, no. If you want to be yeah. sad, if you if you feel sad, feel sad. Like you've yeah. got to you've got to feel to heal. Yeah. Do you know what someone else said that to me as well about toxic positivity yeah. today? And it's so true. And I feel like when you I mean, anyone in general, but if you suffer with a mental illness or a chronic illness yeah. or anything like that, it's almost like there's even more pressure on you to be even more positive. And yes. it really pisses me off because like today, I haven't been feeling very great. And we are in this society that it is taboo to be upset. And oh, if you're upset, you're just miserable. You're just negative. Yeah. And all this bullshit that comes along with it. And it really, really annoys me because I'm someone who I'm like, I need to feel my feels. I need to be in my feelings and yeah, absolutely. really go through the motions of it. Because like you said, if you bottle it up internally, it's going to like fester and it's going to be worse. Exactly. You're not helping yourself. You're not helping anybody. It's just, it just makes you feel more crap. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, Instagram and social media on a whole can be such a positive, great outlet for these things. Obviously, it has its negative sides, but the community of people that come together oh, and yeah. support each other 
is absolutely fantastic. And that's what I love about Instagram and connecting with lots of different people on different journeys is amazing. Obviously, I know that you've had quite a lot of negative Nancy's on your page and giving you a lot of shit and trolling a lot. Yeah. How do you cope with that? I there are some days where I, it does get to me. I'm not gonna lie. There's some days I just think, you know what? I'm I'm had enough. I'll put my phone down for a bit, go for a bath, go for a nice snack. But overall, I just don't give a shit. Yeah. I couldn't give a shit if you think I'm fat or ugly or annoying. Like I'm not here for you, Angel. I'm here for the people yeah. that need me. I'm here for myself. Like if you don't like that, fuck off. I never understand why people go out of their way to either make fake accounts or Ugh. to go out of their way to be nasty to people they don't know. I don't understand. Could never be me. Be me. I, for me, I'm like, that's just bad cosmic energy. That's bad juju. Like, that's bad juju right want, there. Juju, why do you want that coming back on yourself? Being nasty to someone you don't know. And I think what people always have to remember that what you see with someone is just the surface. You never yeah. really know completely what is going on with someone even if like you're honest on social media and you let people know your journey there's obviously still parts that everyone doesn't see all the time absolutely yeah people need to realize that their comments and their actions online is it's just as bad as doing these things face to face and keyboard warriors and trolls really piss me off oh they're the worst they just they just have no but they they always said that hurt people are the ones to hurt people. It's so true. Like, as someone who's yeah. in quite a good space right now, I'm not thinking of bringing someone else down. I'm thinking of yeah. building other people up. So it's true that if you're if you're having a really bad time, you don't want to see people being happy. So you, I, 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 in a, in a, I, not that I'm not saying trolling is great at all. Trolling is horrific, mm. but it's because they're hurt. Yeah, and they're in a bad, a bad place. place. It comes from a bad place. No one in a good place is trolling. It's all yeah. because of in a bad spot. Yeah, and a few of the um the ladies I've spoken to on Instagram, some of the comments they get, I'm just like, oh no, it's awful. oh my god. And I'm one of those people. I'm like, I would call those fuckers out. Yeah, I would call them out. I mean, I wouldn't respond to them. I would just call them out because I just think if you're brave enough to send those messages privately, you should be brave enough to be exposed for it. So I had one the other day. It was on one of my ads. And it was a nasty comment, but they'd blocked me. And I was like, what? Brave. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, big daddy, big balls right here. Like, they couldn't even wait for me to respond. They'd posted it and then blocked me immediately after. And I was like, you absolute wet lettuce. I just, I just never understand it. I mean, luckily, I haven't had anyone being rude to me on Instagram. Oh, you're I missing just, out. I, I mean, I think if someone did, I'd fucking rain hell down. Yeah. I'm I'm that way inclined. I'm quite feisty and I just and I'm very passionate to defend other people as well because I just think why do you need to do that? Why don't mm-hmm. you go and shove some Lego up your bum or read a magazine or do some Sudoku? There's so many things you can do. Bake banana bread. No. Like ring There's your mom lot... and your dad and your grandma. Just do something else. Do you know what I mean? And I just feel like the sometimes people abuse the power of social media and the way it should be used. And I, I just think that people just need to be nice all the time. Yep, it's not that hard. Um, no, it takes less energy 
to be nice than it does to be horrible. I know. I don't understand. People are just people are just dickheads. People are I never under I never understand it when like with your page when all your messages are trying to be positive and uplift people and be honest and real. It's not like you're being fake or you're doing anything untoward or horrible. I just I just never understand the unnecessary hate to be honest. And uh, like, I just want to do me, GC style, you know. Oh, I love a bit of Gemma Collins. Yeah, I love a bit of Gemma Collins, me. I love her. But, I mean, I, I absolutely love your fashion as well. I love your Thank fashion. Thank you. Sense. And it really annoys me when people leave shitty comments on there. But oh, God. Who's your fashion inspo? Who do you look up Ooh. to and think, I love their fashion? There's so many. Uh, I, I, I literally have, like, a long list of them. And they're all, like, quite slim um women i just feel like as a plus size gal like i want to dress how i want to dress and i'm i'm not going to be yeah. i'm not going to think about like oh well she's a bit smaller than me she can wear it better mm-hmm. than me no i'm going to rock it as well i'm going to wear yeah. what i want when i want and no one can stop me i feel like as a plus yeah. size woman we're always told to wear certain things that are more flattering or more um they 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 fit your shape better Wear what the fuck you want to wear. If you want to wear a yeah. crop top, wear a crop top. Wear a bikini. Wear whatever you want to wear. Just, you know, as long as you're happy, exactly. that's all that matters. Exactly. And I, I completely agree with you. And I do find when you go onto websites and you look at clothes, the model is always slim with yeah. big boobs, tanned, full face of makeup. And I'm like, when I buy these clothes and I try them on, I've got pseudo on my face. I've got greasy hair. I've got a bloated belly. That's not how I'm vibing to. And I feel like slowly they're having more normal size models, let's call it, because normalising normal bodies. There's not normal models you see on a lot of clothing websites or in adverts. I mean, slowly you're seeing a little bit more, but there's a long way to go. And I completely agree with you that as a society we're told... When you're certain sizes, you wear certain things yeah. and you look a certain way. And I'm not being funny. If Winnie the Pooh can rock a crop top. So can I. That's the thing. It's 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 all these things that are drummed into our head when we're younger yes. and we grow up with. And I, I don't know about you, but I'm glad we grew up in the stages of Bebo and MySpace oh, and MSN. days, MSN. Oh, BRB. ASL. WUU2. But I mean, I feel like if I was a teenager or a young girl growing up now with Instagram and all these all these um celebrities and stuff, it it would drive me insane. I I couldn't cope. If I was fifteen this in this era, I couldn't cope. The thing that makes me I know. The thing that makes me laugh though is that Young girls now look older than us. They oh have God, on yeah. point makeup. Yeah. They have amazing hair, amazing clothes. I remember rocking a bit of Barry M Dazzle Dust and the um, roll on body glitter, the Maybelline mousse. Yes. Oh my God! Yeah, and it had to be a couple of shades darker. Yeah, to look more tanned. So you get that nice line. And I remember using the Rimmel Instant Fake Tan. Ooh. and it was like a shimmery well, I don't know why it was absolutely vile and I remember going out clubbing oh <laughs> God, no and wearing it and obviously if you get a drink spill on you it's you look like a bit of tiger bread yeah oh, oh god what's your um what's your favorite 
memory as a child like what what's the ultimate thing you remember and you think oh nostalgia I wish I could just go back and do that again for the day funnily enough for Christmas I bought my sister a Game Boy Colour with a game that we used to play as kids and what she she can run I didn't play that. It that was sounds good. good though. Literally, we turned it on and the music came on, and I was transformed back to my 10 year old self. Oh, my God. I was God. like, this I is, this is it. It was like, I didn't just buy her a game of colour, I bought her nostalgia. I bought her time. Oh. It was just like, oh, it was, I was pretty proud of myself because you didn't expect it at all. Um, the first thing she opened was a chicken room booklet. She was like, why have you bought me a booklet? And I was like, open the rest of them. Like, this isn't just your first present. And she was like, oh, my God, Chicken oh, Run. I loved a Game Boy. I had a green one and we had Tetris and Earth. Was it Earthworm Jim or Spaceworm Jim? Oh, I don't know that one. One of those. Oh, that was good. And we had Buffy as well. Whoa, I wanted Buffy. Oh, I used to be a humongous Buffy fan. I used to be obsessed with it. I actually knew someone, um, bless him, who had a Buffy mural on his wall because he was that obsessed with Buffy. I'll, I'll top that for you. Oh my God, go my ahead. husband Aaron had a whole Buffy room. He was featured in a, the Buffy magazine. Don't. I can't wait to tell James that. That's amazing. <laughs> I'll have to dig out pictures, but he had everything. He's going to kill me. I, no. I, I, Aaron, if you listen to this, I'm really, really sorry. I love Hi, Aaron, you. We love you. Yeah, your Buffy bedroom was lulz. Um, he had everything like bed covers, posters <gasps> everywhere. He had all the figurines. But Aaron's like that. Like when he likes something, he likes something. That's he will me. Get all yeah. Stuff. Yeah. He will like immerse himself. He is obsessed with Sons of Anarchy. That's why we called. Our oh, dog we Opie. love that. No way. We love Sons yeah. of Anarchy. Yeah, little Opie. Hello, and my Opie. friend said to me, Opie, because he's downstairs. He's probably like shitting on the carpet as probably, we speak. Yeah. Oh, left him with daddy but that's what my friend said to me she was like oh does he um have a porn star girlfriend and does he die in prison i was like well i hope not <laughs> oh that was that was such a sad death wasn't it i know but aaron was obsessed with it and he went as op to comic-con I, you need to send me pictures of this because this sounds incredible I will. I will i'll dig out all the pictures but yeah, he was a massive Buffy fan, but so was I. We had the board game. We had got wow. Buffy Easter eggs. Wow. Oh, I would love to just go back and be like, I don't know what age I'd like to go back and be for the day. It's difficult, it's isn't hard, it? I feel isn't like it? Yeah. time goes so, so quickly. Um, I feel like my 20s went like in like a second. I know. I'm 30 next year and um, I'm really not feeling it. See, I am actually excited for my 30s. I'm not. I don't know why. I'm. I've got a thing. I don't want to get old. Because th- older. think about it this way: like growing old is a privilege that so That's many true. of us don't have. And you know, yeah, it's scary. Yeah, so no. But like, think of all the things you're going to achieve and do and see. And half the people you, you that you're going to meet, you don't even know yet. That's very true. Do you know what I mean? If you if you could go back and say one thing to your younger self. What would you say to her? Put the fake tan down. <laughs> no need. Stay pale. See, I am a lover of fake tan. I do like it, but it's just the smell. It's the smell. It's the. It's just. I. I suit being pale. I think I don't suit being tanned. 
You like, do. You rock it. You're like my sister. She's like porcelain. Yeah. And yeah. she she doesn't tan naturally. But hi Trish, if you're going to listen as well. Sorry, hi, we're talking about your um your tanning antics. Um, but she loves a bit of fake tan. But she has got like beautiful porcelain skin. And I say to her, I'm like, don't tan. You look lovely, lovely the way you are, Trish. Come on, Trish. Don't do it, don't do it Trish. <laughs> but that is wise words, though. But, I mean, I feel like fake tan has evolved a lot over the years as well. It, it's losing its biscuity smell, isn't it? Yeah, you get, like, coconutty ones. You get nice but ones some of them, You get very nice ones. Um, but, yeah, I love it. I do like a bit of fake tan. I am I am pale at the moment because I feel like I'm not going anywhere. What's the point? Like, you're not going anywhere, so you might as well just stay pale. That's what I'm doing, but I can't believe we're now in 2021. <laughs> I know it's mental. Have you got any goals, aspirations for this year? Um, try not to die. That's always a good one. Always a positive one, I find. Try not to die. Um, try and stay as healthy as possible. And maybe go on holiday if we're allowed to by the end of the year. <laughs> It's crazy. I just can't believe that our generation or like even our parents' generation have are, are going through a global pandemic. It's it, it still like baffles me that we're going through a global pandemic right now. It's crazy. I just it's always stuff that like you see in a film that like, I can't yeah. personally watch any films about viruses or anything. I don't know why. It gives me a lot of anxiety and I remember when we went into the first lockdown and Contagion came out on Netflix Ridiculous and Ridiculous that was. <laughs> That's really smart, Netflix. Why can't you put other stuff on there? Yeah, like Disney stuff or, you know, happy stuff. Exactly. I know. But how have you been spending your lockdowns? What have you been doing to keep busy? I'd love to say I had like a routine and I was doing all this baking. I'm literally doing not a fat lot. I mean, I get up at like literally about 10 o'clock. I roll out of bed, I brush my teeth and then I sit on my desk and just... Watch the Food Network channel all day till James comes home from work. It's it's amazing. I love it. I love the Food Network. But you've oh. got your you've got YouTube YouTube channel, haven't you? I do indeed. Yes, doing... I do. Food. So, what sort of content are you doing for that? What are the videos? I need to have a look at this. Maybe that's what I'll be doing tomorrow when I'm doing nothing at home. So, I've recently just literally before this podcast filmed a video um, on ghost stories. I've asked oh. people on Instagram to send me their ghost stories and I've been reading them out and rating them. So that's like a new series wow. on my channel called Send Booze. Wow. Have you had any paranormal experiences? Um, only one. But it wasn't I don't know if it was paranormal or just just my family being a dick. So <laughs> let me explain. My grandma, bless her soul, loved a Ouija board. So oh. one day I'll go around to her. So this has got, got to be about six years ago. And my cousins were there. And she's made herself, bless her, her own Ouija board. And she goes, woo. I'm like, woo. Hi, Grandma. How are you? And she's like, I've made a Ouija board. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, oh, oh God, here we go again. It's going to be horrific. So we, we, we're on this Ouija board, me and my cousin are. And it, it does move. And I say to him, like, was that you? And he literally looks at me dead in the eye and goes, no, I thought that was you. I don't know to this day if he's joking or something did happen. We just don't talk oh about it anymore. God. Yeah. Oh, that's probably wise. They creep me out, Ouija boards. And th- I know, that's so bad. But when your grandma says to do one, you got to do one. You've got to do it for grandma. Absolutely. But speaking of 
speaking of your grandma, I saw a video of you dressed as a Christmas tree. <laughs> yes. For your grandma. And then you recently did a 5K dress as a Christmas tree, didn't you? Correct. Yes, I did. Amazing. So, and that was Christmas just gone, wasn't it? Literally that. just on the, on the 24th of December, 2020. Oh, it feels like such a lifetime ago. So the 5K, that was for charity. That was for the Samaritans? Correct. Yes. Amazing. So whereabouts did you do that? Talk me through. How did you come up with the idea to do a 5K for the Samaritans? I literally was sitting at my mum's desk, like babysitting Humphrey one day. I think it's probably like October time. Mm. I just thought, I need, I want to do something for charity. Like the Samaritans have helped me so much in the past. What yeah. can I do? I, I, I don't want to shave my head because I've just started growing my hair. Like, what can I do <laughs> to, you know, get people's attention? So I thought, if I do, if I do a 5K, Brill, how can we make it more interesting? I know. I was just dressed up as a Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. And it was amazing. Like the amount of people that were, we walked, we went to our local park, me and my friend Nicole did. Um, and the amount of people that came up to me and go, you've just, you've just made my day. Like you, you, yeah. you're doing amazing. Like, you know, you should be really proud. Like it's really nice. It's really nice. Yeah. That is lovely. And how much did you raise for the Samaritans? Oh, I can check now. One second. Sorry, that might be a little bit nice. Intrusive, no, of course but... no, I think people have a right to know how, how much they raised. Um, just that's just eat. No, we're not ordering food. Just giving. There we go. One thousand four hundred fifty-six. Wow, that's amazing. Really good. Yeah, that's really, really good. And I'm sure you were spreading that Christmas cheer. Oh, absolutely, yes. That was an amazing costume. Was that was that made yourself? Um, absolutely not. It was from a brand called Smithies. <laughs> you could have got away with that, though. Uh, you could have been uh, like... Mm, mm, it was, no. Uh, uh, the thing is, I went to fashion college. I should know how to sew, but I don't. I don't know how to sew. <laughs> oh, dear. And so, obviously, you've got an array of tattoos. A lot Ooh, of yes, tattoos. Um, very addictive, aren't they? So, I mean, um, yeah, you're telling me. Do you have a favourite tattoo? This changes like daily for me. Um, at this precise moment in time, I'm gonna have a look at my legs. One second. What's on my legs? Just check. Check they're still Just there. Check what I've got. I keep forgetting what I've got. You know. Um, I've got to say my sloth. My sloth Aww. in a teacup. I think is adorable. Cute. So how many tattoos have you got in total? I think over sixty. Wow, have yeah. you got any more planned? Oh yeah, absolutely. My mum was like, no! I'm like, yes! What's your mum like with tattoos? My mum's really funny about them. It's She she doesn't mind them, but she keeps saying, I mean, is this your last one? I'm like, no. I mean, once they're on you, there's not really much mums can say, That's is there? My mum, my mum always kind of like winces and gives me like a disgusted look, but yeah. I'm like... It's all right, mum. And she's like, but just think when you're old and wrinkly and covered in tattoos, I was like, everybody else then will be covered in them as well. North this is our generation. Badass in the, in the, in the uh, retirement home with tattoos. Exactly. Like, For cool? me, exactly. I, I really like the pain. It's very bizarre. Same, same, yeah. It's like a weird, like, hot sunburn, weird but, sensation. Ooh, it's like quite nice, quite nice. It's crazy. So, what is the next tattoo for you then? Oh, good question. Um, oh, what's my next tattoo? I don't know. I, I'm running out of room. Yeah, that's a good point. I'd like maybe like a body confidence babe on my arm, like a chubby babe. 
nice chubby yeah. tattooed <laughs> pin-up girl i think she'd be nice. really cute yeah i think she'd be cute i think that's a good idea so obviously you've recently you've gone sober haven't you it's been over a year How now was... so it's been oh, over a year. Wow. two years in may <gasps> has that gone quickly yeah crazy absolutely yeah and what was what was the decision for you to go sober? Was there kind of a pivotal moment or you just kind of slowly weren't drinking or? So I was in a club one night and I was, I, I thought about going sober for a while, but I kept like, you know, dipping in and out of it. And this one night I drank so much, I had a panic attack. Mm. I thought, you know what? Never again. I'm not, I'm not doing this again. Like, it's not worth it. And I, from that night, I didn't drink, I never drank again and I haven't since. Wow. That is really, really good, though. And I think it's really great that you obviously recognise that this isn't this isn't doing me any good. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to realise what's working for you and what isn't working for you. I think that is really, really important. And I think I think with our generation, it is that culture of going out and binge drinking and drinking a lot and just drinking to get really pissed and I think now it's I mean obviously it's horrible we're in a global pandemic but it obviously gives people the chance maybe to reflect if they've been going out a lot Mm -hmm. they have been drinking a lot using that as a crutch for anything or a mechanism to maybe reevaluate. yeah and it is obviously scary if you've had a panic attack and I do think like I I drink um and when I've had a heavy night that the next day my anxiety is terrible yeah yeah it just makes you feel really, really like down and miserable. And I've definitely cut back a lot um, just with health reasons and stuff as well. And yeah. I think it is really, really important with anything is to kind of be aware of what's going on around you and take accountability. Absolutely, um, 100%. And always make sure. But I do, I do still enjoy a glass of wine, but obviously it is about drinking sensibly and making sure that if it is affecting your mental health, not to not to continue drinking so exactly. that's amazing you made that decision thank you thank you very much does james drink mm, oh. he doesn't not drink but he rarely has a drink it's very rare mm. he'll have a drink um do you do you get tempted ever to have a drink no or? i'm more tempted now for cigarettes than i ever was to drink i've been uh, cigarette free for two and a half months now Wow! It's hard. Did you just go cold turkey? Pure cold turkey. If I ever see someone, sm- I was on, I was I was talking to my friend last night, and she I was facetiming her, and she went outside for a cigarette. I was like, "Oh, that looks nice. <laughs> Can I have some?" <laughs> Obviously no, but yeah, I do miss the smoking. It's it's such a bad habit to have, and I do not recommend anyone starting smoking. But I do miss no. the smoking. It's bloody expensive now as well. Uh, see, back in back in our day, it was like five quid. I was like twelve pounds for a pack of cigarettes. I'm like, uh, what? I remember buying twenty Mayfair Super Kings for two pound ninety eight. Those were the days. I know. See, I'm like, I'm, I'm not trying to give up. I'm just not really smoking. I don't really have the urge for it anymore. Yeah. Um. I don't, I don't know why I've just kind of, I've always been like this kind of on and off, but I know what you mean. Like if I see someone on the telly or I get sometimes like a waft bit, sometimes I'm like, oh, smoke, yuck. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, oh, that looks Ooh. really good. But you are right. It is a filthy habit. Nasty habit. It is, it is not good to start because like you said, it will, it will break the bank now. Um, But yeah. 
just no one start smoking please that's what we're advising if you, you take one thing from this podcast uh it's not to smoke don't smoke kids or do drugs i know we try or yeah just be very responsible yeah. and i like like i said i think where people are having so much time indoors they're having to find other things to do yeah I mean, I haven't really done anything differently in in um, lockdown in a sense of I've not started any new hobbies. No, I haven't either. Um, I, I wish I did, but I don't. I haven't. No, I feel like where I have so much fatigue all the time, just even doing simple things is a task in itself. And I think there's so much pressure with lockdowns and with during Corona that when we are in lockdowns, that you have to achieve a lot. That's the thing. Like, there's so much pressure now to do yoga and bake and write a book and do this and that. It's like, can we just be and try and survive this thing? Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm like as well. I haven't really done lots of new things. I've just been chilling out, and I I asked for loads of books for Christmas, and I've not read any of them. And I don't know why I keep asking for books because I probably won't read them. And that's absolutely fine. Yeah, and this is this is again a massive pressure I think for our generation is that you need to always been be doing a lot. You always need to be really productive and have lots of stuff to do. And if you don't do them, you make yourself feel bad for it. When sometimes if you wake up and you have a list of stuff and you don't do it, unless it's like life or death, it's not that fucking important. Absolutely, it can wait. It can wait exactly. If you're having a bad day, let yourself do some self care. You know, focus on you for a bit and then do the rest of your jobs. Exactly. What are your ultimate self-care tips? When you're feeling Ooh. really shit, what do you like to do that makes you feel better? Depends what level of shit I am at. If I'm at, like, rock bottom, I have to go to sleep because otherwise yeah. I'm, I'm down to myself, really. Um, yeah. If I'm, if I'm fit, it, it, there's, le- there's levels of the shit, there's the shit storm. There's, like, meh, not great, shite. So shite is nap, not great is a bath and a snack, and meh is just like food network, go for a walk. Um, but it, I think if it's self care, it's up to the person. Like it completely yeah. varies on you. You might hate having a bath. You might not own a bath. Um, yeah, do that's what's true. best for you. Like you know, if you enjoy running, good for you. Because I can't run it with these tits. No way. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that I run is a bath. Yeah, on my, on my mouth. <laughs> yeah, or I run to the fridge. Actually, I wouldn't run to the fridge. I'd brisk walk. Yeah, slow, <laughs> steady walk, little jog. Or I'd, or I'd um, summon my my manservant. Yeah, Aaron, <laughs> to bring me a snack. Bring but me yeah, a snack. It's... Chop chop snack, please. But you're right. It's so important that everyone finds their own self care, yeah. and I think sometimes people think that self-care is just oh do a face pack have a bath but yeah, it's nice. self, self-care to me is finding things that make your caring for yourself that you like doing like I'm like you I love a bath my bath is literally my sanctuary same, and when we same. moved out I said to Aaron I can't move out I know that might sound bougie as fuck no, I'm, I'm I can't exactly, move out if we don't have a bath exactly the same as me I can never do it it's my relaxation and I love being in the bath. I love, I sometimes I could spend a few hours in there. To be fair, Aaron's the same. I really, because James hates baths. Really? James, See, I, I, I hate showers. I find them really like boring. I'm the same. And just like, oh, I'd rather have a bath. 
I don't like that my whole body's not submerged. Yeah. I like to be warm everywhere. Well, it's creepy, a shower. If, if I'm really cold, the only way I can warm up is a hot bath. Yeah, I'm always cold. I really, really feel cold. Um, I, I feel the heat. Oh, see, I don't really. I'm always freezing and I'm I'm just a bath person. Yeah. I hate bath They're person. They're the best, aren't they? But, but I'm yeah, but I'm I'm very kind of like basic bitch when it comes to self care. I like a bath, I like a face mask, I like a nap, and I like a snack. Um, what more? What more do you need? Exactly, just feed me and submerse me in water, and oh, the dream. And I'm happier, but it is it is just unfortunate that we have kind of been programmed into this culture of like we were saying earlier that you have to be positive. And yeah. you have to be productive and you have to do all these things. And I feel like there's a lot of pressure on young people and also people kind of in like their 20s and 30s to also achieve things by a certain age and oh, do and certain get married things. married and have and babies and all this jazz. Like, no. But, but it's, it's things like me and Aaron got married last year and everyone's like, oh, when are you having a baby? And I'm like... They know how much I want a baby, but it's like just because we've got married doesn't mean we're gonna like go home and procreate. Yeah, exactly. You know, doing your own time. And I just feel like there's always this judgment and pressure. Like when we moved out now, we're just renting, and people are like, "Oh, you're not going to get a mortgage." I'm like, "No, Karen, I don't have a hundred grand." Literally, come on, Karen. This is the thing, and I just feel like we're we're just made to feel like. It's like one step after the other and it needs to be in a certain way. And people should just be able to do what they like when, when like. they want. And when it suits me, if someone wants to be a mum at 40, if someone wants to get married at 18, if someone wants to buy a house at 40, all these different things. I just think there's so much social pressures on yeah, people. Yeah, absolutely. And we're not focusing on the most important things. And I think especially like when you're at school, like algebra square root of i don't fucking know great but what about learning how to do taxes and yeah, learning mortgages. about mental health yeah mortgages chronic illnesses women's health because I'm, health. I'm such exactly and i'm i'm such an advocate for women's health and things sexual health because when i got diagnosed with endometriosis there literally was nothing about it we got no, nothing no. in school you basically got told that when you get to a certain age, you start bleeding and your mum and dad have sex and they make babies and that's yeah, it. Yeah. And that's not how the world is. The world isn't black and white. It's every different colour. Absolutely. And I think it's such a shame that as young women and for younger women, there's, I still don't think there's enough on sexual health, on women's health, on menstrual health and all of these different things. And... It's just such a shame there isn't more education on it. No, it's so bad, isn't it? I feel like there's so many things lacking in, like, education-wise that we need to learn. Um, But, uh, yeah. I completely agree. And I just feel like, I hope, as time goes on, we actually act like we're in in the 21st century and, oh, because we've now just abolished the tampon tax. Fantastic. That bloody last great because tampons haven't been around for god knows how long and i just think it's really important and this is especially why guys i wanted to have live on the show today because she is such an inspiration to not women only but a lot of people but i think young women need strong role models if they're going to be on social media they need to look at people's accounts and people like live who 
don't give a shit and <laughs> just really uh, just advocating for all the right things. And I think that's so important. Those are the things that we should be looking at is being kind to people, loving our bodies, looking after our mental health and just not taking any shit. Damn right. But Liv, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolute it's been an absolute pleasure. pleasure. And yeah, if anyone has any questions or they want to queer anything me and Liv spoke about, obviously these are our own views and our own opinions on things and we're not here to offend or upset no, anyone. Of course, no. So if anyone wants to ask me or Liv any, anything, please let us know. But you should definitely go and check out Liv's account if you're not already following her. But Liv, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome.